occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. <laughs> hey, welcome to Myth, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 88. I'm Abby. I'm Kate, and we'll be your ghostesses in this merry month. It's the morning, my dudes. It is a merry morning month. Oh my goodness. Get, this is morning. getting out of hand. All right, stop that. Sorry. It's getting too much. What are you talking about today? I will be telling you about the ghostly presence in the Palace of Versailles. Ooh, I'm talking about the Arredale Mental Hospital Ooh. in Australia. Pretty cool. There are ghosts there. I'm not just talking about the hospital. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, on this podcast about ghosts, you might hear a ghost story. Hi, do kids. What is this podcast about? Myth, magic and murder. Having a good time, I would say. I would say a lot of unbased facts. I would say um, horrible things. <sighs> Way to sell it. I talked to my therapist and I said, she said, why do you think you're so anxious? And I said, I'm talking about horrible things every week. Uh, quick update on the UK. It's cold. Uh, highs of five degrees, lows of minus one. Don't talk like that and say these things, because if, if this is someone's first episode, they're going to think <laughs> that you're some weird <laughs> news broadcaster. Yeah, it's Myths, Magic, Murder and the weather. Missed Magic and Murder. Me when we miss an episode. Oh my god, stop. Right, before we chat too much shit, let me give you the news. This week's information comes from the New York Post website, from an article written by Patrick Riley. Although it's in American papers, it's actually a story from back home, the UK. In particular, one man who is unnamed for good reason. An army bomb squad were called to Gloucestershire Royal Hospital because doctors had to remove a World War II-era munition shell from this anonymous male's rectum. Oh my goodness. That's right. His butthole. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up, Kate. You're welcome. Apparently, he slipped and fell onto mm. a 2.2-inch piece of ammunition that was originally used as anti-tank fodder. This male has a whole collection of military memorabilia, but just so happened to fall on this one naked. Interesting. Luckily, it wasn't a live round and it didn't go off. And the male Jesus Christ. Yeah. And the male is expected to make a speedy recovery. When you really love weapons. When you say fuck the army. It was also mentioned in the British tabloid The Sun, who I'm not supporting at all. But they named their article <laughs> Bum Squad. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which is just perfection. The police and the Ministry of Defence have both since confirmed this whole ordeal actually happened. So, in case you have a collection of military stuff, keep an eye out and remain clothed. <laughs> Thanks for that, Kate. You're welcome. That wonderful PSA. That one really brought me joy. Probably not him. Well, anyway. We'll never know. <laughs> If this was you, reach out to us. We'd love to have you on the show. Please. I want to know exactly what was going through your head. No thoughts, just vibes. No thoughts, just slipping and falling. Head empty. All right. This week, I've got a spooky haunted place for you. The Aradale Mental Hospital in Australia. Sources, realparanormalexperiences.com, wikipedia, news.com.au, littlehouseofhorrors.com, and amyscrypt.com. So this horse... <laughs> so this horse... Whose horse is that? <laughs> So this horse, so this horse, <laughs> <laughs> so this horse, 
So this hospital was originally named the Ararat Lunatic Asylum when it was opened in 1865 in Victoria, Australia. The hospital was opened along with two sister asylums to accommodate the growing number of lunatics, as it were at the time, Mm -hmm. in the colony of Victoria back in the mid-1800s. It was built on a high hill and consists of over 60 separate buildings, I think 63, that have been built through time. In the 1880s, a jail to house the criminally insane was added to the building, and it just continued to grow from here, so it's it's massive. Mm-hmm. The jail housed some of the most notorious criminals in Australia and holds many records, including the youngest and the oldest criminals in Australian history. Wow. And they've had a lot of criminals because we just chucked them over there. Just put them all over Sorry. there. Sorry. They were aged 12 and aged 108, if you were interested. Wow, what Fun crimes are you doing at 108? Well, maybe they weren't 108 when they went in oh, there. Oh, yeah. Maybe they were just elderly and then they were in there for a few years. Or, or you're like, no one's going to catch me because I'm so old. Yeah, but you can't run. But you'd forget that you're slow. So you're trying... I mean, I do this all the time. I'm like, I'm going to rob this bank. <laughs> and then... Are you? Yeah. And then as I'm running, I'm like... Didn't oh, think this through. I'm, oh, buddy boy. I'm slow. This yeah. is why I go to the gym. Every day I speed walk to train for when I speed walk away from the bank. Speed walking away. Anyway. You join a group of motherly speed walkers on the way out and they're like, it would never be them. They would never suspect. They would now because of all the Netflix shows that are popular. Also they the wouldn't... fact that you just admit it. Pants! <laughs> anyway. The massive building is like a maze of long corridors and locked doors. In general, it was unpleasant for staff and patients here, obviously more so for the patients, but for everyone it was just a bit crap. It was uncomfortable, dark and crowded. The building also has its own gallows, a morgue and a graveyard, and the courtyard was lined with a low wall, like many other Victorian asylums. Why have they got a gallows? It'd just be like that. It's the 1800s. I beg your pardon? People aren't coming here to die. Oh, but they are... Oh. Unintentionally. Anyway, the wall is really low. So a lot of Victorian asylums had a really short wall around the courtyard of the prison. The asylum. Yeah, because they had... Um, so from the outside, it looked like just a normal hospital and you couldn't see that like people were trapped in there. Mm-hmm. But from the inside, there was a huge deep trench preventing you from getting close to the wall, which yeah. would make it taller from the inside. And it was like impossible to climb, if that makes sense. You I, know what I mean. I knew that fact. It's called a ha-ha wall. I think ha. people use them for like gardening and things to not disrupt the view but yeah, back in sense. this time they used them so that it was like wow look just a normal hospital like a yeah and then inside you're like wait a minute i'm, I'm stuck sure. here i think they mentioned that in american horror story asylum i don't remember i think actually i think they have big big fences but it is a fact thank you kate you're welcome I'm, I'm telling sure you, I told you. I'm telling you that your facts are facts. When it was created to house the people deemed to be insane, the plan was to create a town within a town. So the building has its own market gardens, an orchard, vineyards, a piggery, and over 500 staff working there at one point. And the main reason, from what I could gather, is that once you entered, you were never going to leave. Like, they didn't expect you to get out. So once you went in, you would just adjust to life there and the outside world could just quickly forget about you. Horrid. Mm. 
As I'm sure you're aware, the treatment for mental health in the mid-1800s was not entirely wonderful. Oh, it was whack. It wasn't even a bit wonderful. No. It was terrible. Just the worst. And for the most part, it didn't improve at all for many years. Mm -hmm. So lobotomies were frequent at the hospital, along with electric shock therapy, random operations, other form of experimental treatment, stuff and nightmares. Lobotomies are the worst. I know that whenever we mention them, I go off... We're both like, wow! I go off on an absolute spiel about it. I mean, don't get me wrong, ECT is also the worst and was when they started it. But lobotomies. Oh, Nelly, those were awful and mm. they ruined you for life. Nasty. Oh. I love that whenever we talk about things like this, you're like, here's a big reason as to why I think it's bad. And I'm like, ugh. It goes in the eyeball. Bit gross. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's just, there's no like science to it. I mean, there is as to like why it would work in theory, but there was no standardization on the procedure of lobotomy. Like you just did it and hoped that you'd done it right. Yeah. And putting like an ice pick underneath someone's eyelid doesn't feel like it's ever going to be right. Yeah, no, it's uh, t- terrible. Also, they weren't even like doctors. They were like psychiatrists who are doctors. Don't get me wrong, but they weren't surgeons. Yeah, we shouldn't really be allowed, like allowing people to do that. No, no. Well, I mean, we don't now, do no. we? No, no, no. It's, it, no, I think a lobotomy is a last case thing still. Yeah. But I th- I'm pretty sure surgeons are now in charge of that. Well, back in the 1800s, people were admitted to the hospital for very obscure or vague reasons. And they often never left. So the mortality rate for the hospital was so high. Once you were admitted, the only release you were likely to have was death. Many patients were driven to suicide due to the cruel practices, especially because of the people going. A lot of them would just be deemed sane like in today's society and like mm. the law system in modern times and stuff. But back then, you would, they were just like, you're crazy, we'll just chuck you in here. Back then, if you were a woman, they were like, yeet. So I went ahead and I researched some stuff that you could be locked away for. You can make a little checklist back in the 1800s. And here's a few that I thought were interesting. Obviously, there are a lot more. Um, also, these are predominantly for women because men could pretty much just lock like their wife away for anything. But some of them, particularly illnesses, obviously, it could be for anyone. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first one is literally anything your husband disagrees with. So it would only take your husband's signature to lock you away because the doctors would just assume he had a really good reason to send you to an asylum. Or your dad. Yes. So they'd just take his word for it. So it would only take like two signatures, I think, or like one signature to lock you up, but it would take like eight to get you released. So if you were like, I don't think I want to be a Christian anymore. And your husband was like, oh, you're crazy. You could just be here forever. Pretty much. Laziness, being immoral, being a woman and reading a novel. That's one thing. Oh, right. Asthma. Bye. An opium habit. Okay. Grief. Gunshot wound. (laughs) Women trouble, whatever that means. I relate regardless. Jealousy. Is women trouble like menstruation? I don't know because I think that was on there separately. (laughs) But like not that as like a whole but having like issues because of that oh like back pain probably yeah and like mood swings jealousy epilepsy shooting your daughter marrying your son son, oh my goodness taking contraception a fever greediness obviously anything like autism depression anxiety that's on the list schizophrenia and my personal favorite kicked in the head by a horse 
Because that's so specific. That made the list. They wrote that down. Uh, being kicked in the head by a horse, it's not... Uh, I'm going to vouch for this one. It's not... Anyone who is kicked in the head by a horse must be sent to the lunatic asylum. It's like... Um, it, it was their way of saying people with, like, special needs. Yeah. Like, learning disabilities type thing. Well, I wasn't sure because they also said gunshot wound. Yeah. So I don't know whether to take these things literally or not. Yeah. Well, gunshot wound would have been, like, for long-term treatment and probably PTSD if they were shot with a gun. I guess they're just, like, rounding it up to whatever... Yeah. To whatever caused it. I mean, it's the same as, like, consumption. Yeah. That, that, pff, what? You've just, you made that up and now millions of people have died from it. <laughs> well, I hope you all played that like a bingo. I got seven, I think. I would be locked away. Oh, especially yeah. for my woman troubles, whatever that means. I am a troublesome woman. Yeah. Anyway, this just kind of shows that most people in the asylums were completely fine. They were just having some, like, regular issues. Mm -hmm. And obviously some of them might have needed to be there, but it wasn't, you know... The majority didn't. Yeah, it wasn't reliable like that. But the prison was notorious for being inhumane, which also didn't exactly help anyone. Mm -hmm. So it's no wonder that a place like this is known as one of Australia's most haunted buildings. Also, it was in operation for 130 years and it only closed its doors in the 1990s. And at its peak, it housed a thousand patients and it estimated it's estimated that 13,000 people died here. Jesus. You can get a ghost tour of the building, and many people report being nauseous, fainting, and experiencing sudden pain. So we'll talk about a few of the known ghosts and some spooky things that happen. Mm -hmm. So first off, we've got the ghost of George Fidemont. He was the last governor in 1886, and he died from having a heart attack as he was coming down the stairs. Oh, Which no. is so unfortunate. And he just died right then and there. Well, yeah. Tour guides, as well as guests, claim to hear heavy buckled shoes walking around the area, particularly up and down the stairs, but nobody's there. A more sinister ghost is the spirit of Nurse Kerry. So Kerry was thought to be a harsh member of staff, and she was cruel to patients, and she continues to be the same as a ghost. Apparently, she's seen staring at visitors until they leave. You can hear her high heels on the floor, and it's thought she stares at people and makes them uncomfortable because she doesn't want anyone to see all the horrible things she's doing in the ward, basically. I would love to be that kind of ghost. Just, like, leave. Yeah, just fuck off. What are you doing here? Just a proper, like, you know, bitch ghost. It's just like, oh, you're back? That's a brave outfit, Jane. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just, the, like, the worst ghost. Oh, just so catty. Yeah, not even like, scary. I just, just like, go. Yeah, bullying. I don't want to, like, jump scare. That's so easy if you're a ghost. But just, like, a... A bully. Just a big bully ghost. I hope you never haunt me. Oh, I will. I will. I'll be stood at the end of bed like... Mm. Alone. <laughs> oh. That's lame. You do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Guests also report feeling a tingling sensation on the side of their head inside of a certain room. And this room was used as the shock therapy area. Mm, no thanks. Next up is Gary Webb a criminal that was eventually caught and housed inside of the hospital. So he was captured after a long streak of crimes because he attempted to rob a pizza shop and he was spotted by a policeman. So he shot the policeman and he shot the owner of the um, the pizza shop. They, were, pizza. they both survived. No, I think he was robbing them for money. Why would he be robbing them for a pizza? Uh, go in the pizza shop for pizza, no? 
Yes. Take so. 10 pizzas, put them in the bag. <laughs> That's also how I would roll a pizza shop. But um, I presume he was there for the cash. That would make more sense. Maybe Good. both. Maybe he said, make okay. 10 pizzas and uh, give me money as well. Maybe that's why the police had enough time to turn up. Because they were making 10 pizzas for him. Fair enough. Well, they caught him, anyway, while he was robbing this pizza shop. And he was put in the prison. While he was there, he wrote letters to the media about all the horrible things he wanted to do when he was going to get out. Because he was only in there for 14 years. But they had to, like... They had to basically sit down and be like, we can't release this guy because he's threatening the entire, like, nation. So Mm. he's going to go out and do bad things. So we'll just keep him in there. And while at the hospital, he would hurt himself. And apparently he cut off his penis several times. Several times? Today, the ghost of Gary is said to haunt his room, and he doesn't like guests. So you can hear him yelling at you to get out if you go in there. Other spooky goings on inside the building include visitors getting a bitter taste in their mouth when they walk past the superintendent's office, and apparently he died after swallowing poison in 1912. Also, the ghost of old Margaret who lived at the hospital for most of her life, and she was eventually released when they closed down, like when they shut the whole place down in the mm. 90s. And because she felt the safest at the hospital, she went to she went back there as a little ghost. So she's nice. She's Aww. fine. She just didn't have anywhere else to go, oh, I guess. Oh, old Margaret. But, you know, less nice. You may also feel icy hands reaching out to grab you as you cross the bridge to the men's ward, also called the suicide walk, for obvious reasons. Jesus. There are disembodied voices and whispers around the entire building and shadow people that run across the room. People have also reported being pushed, bitten, hearing ticking clocks, strange being, Strange bean. <laughs> strange banging noises. Horse. I don't, I don't strange know. bean. I'm sorry, it's so early. <laughs> strange bean. Strange bean. The jail's also thought to be haunted, and many people, including staff and visitors, just refuse to enter because they can sense the evil within, apparently. A prisoner was rumoured to be murdered in there and possessed by a demonic force. Oh so that's nasty. And there's also a young boy called Stuart who haunts the kitchen. But I thought young boy was like child, but apparently he cooks in there, so I'm guessing maybe not. Yeah, maybe like 14. Maybe like 20. <laughs> I feel like... Is that a man? That is. Back in that, the 1800s, a, would you say, or would you say boy? I'd say young man. Oh, right. Maybe like 16. I'd, I'd say young... 15? Young boy would be like, yeah, 14, 15. That's like fine. Because you could like scary. get to cook then. I feel like 20-year-old ghosts, chill. 15-year-old ghosts, I'm scared. Mostly scared because you'll bully me. 10-year-old ghosts, no. Toddler ghosts, oh my God. Toddler ghosts are scary because like toddlers, you don't know what they want. Well, also, a lot of demons pretend to be child ghosts. Why? Pretend to be a 20-year-old and I'll trust you. Because they think that people will trust them. It's like the story of Annabelle, where she was like, can I stay here? And they were like, oh, okay, child ghost. No, no. No, yeet, wood chipper, done. Anyways, (laughs) do you want to do the scare scale? Sure, yeah. How scary do you think this asylum is? don't like it. Not a fan. Thank you. Goodbye. Dangerous? No one's had anything bad, have they? People have been like, bitten and like pushed over but nothing like no one's like died or I'm anything gonna say horrible like two and a half because if they decide to push you when you're on the stairs or when you're on suicide walk mm. what is the likelihood that it's haunted oh like five probably i don't see why a long running 
again in inverted commas lunatic asylum would not be haunted yeah with those procedures and everything no Thirteen thousand deaths that is more than some battles it's haunted crazy any ideas haunted anything besides haunted i guess like tourist trap type thing mm-hmm. um oh, what's it called we always used to say it when like you go in somewhere expecting something sort of like the the confirmation bias ah yeah Okie dokie, I think that is horrific enough. All of the spookiness that I have for you today. Cool. Let us know what you think, how scary you think everything is. Um, And you can go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MythsMagicPod. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash MythsMagicMurder. Yep, you can give us as much or as little as you want a month on Patreon. And you get to see our beautiful smiling faces. Yeah, we do video episodes over there that have a whole 10 minutes of extra content where we just have a chat about what's going on recently and we don't cut all the stupid bits out. We laugh, we cry. It's raw, I would say. <laughs> Some um, <would> say. <laughs> we also talk to you over there, see what you guys want to see. Extra content and such. Yeah, we're going to be doing more of that now that we're back on the ball. Um, and you get 10% off of the merchandise, which you can view on our website, mitsmagicandmurder.com. Also on the website, you can say to us what you want to hear coming up. So any stories that you already know, what's big in your hometown, let us know. And if anything spooky's happened to you, please tell us. I want to hear it. Ab wants to hear it. Roger wants to hear it. It's a good time. Also, you can email us on mythsmagicmurder at gmail.com. Okie dokie. Alrighty. Please tell me your scary story. So my sources are Wikipedia, amyscrypt.com, paranorms.com, aesu.com, science.howstuffworks.com, thefolklorist.newtv.org, seekghost.blogspot.com, and unusual-encounters.blogspot.com. Jeez, breathe. (sighs) So it wouldn't be a story from me if I didn't give you some demographic and geographic information to start off with. Ah, of course. So the Palace of Versailles is in Versailles. It's spelt Versailles. It is Versailles. Just so you know. Versailles. No. Uh, And that is 12 miles west of Paris in France. It gathers around 15 million tourists per year to visit the palace itself or the gardens surrounding it. And it was given a UNESCO World Heritage Site status back in 1979. The earliest mention of this palace is from a document that predates the year 1038. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And has since been used, as in the palace, has been used, not the document, by notable people, including Napoleon Bonaparte. Um, like all of the King Louis is since then, there's a lot. That's okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Altogether, including the gardens and the palace, the estate covers an area of 2,000 acres. So all in all, it's big. It's old. It's the perfect breeding ground for ghosts. Love to hear it. Some of the visitors to the estate have reported feeling cold spots in the Petit Trianon. Get my French accent, boy. Which is a smaller chateau built during King Louis XV's reign. Interestingly, the cold spots are where the bed of Marie Antoinette used to be when she was forced, along with King Louis XVI, to flee from the French Revolution. Ooh. I know some people may not know about the French Revolution. We learned about it because we are right next to France. So here goes a crash course. (laughs) The people of France were not impressed 
back in 1789. That's one way to put it. And that's it. <laughs> and they still aren't today. Because there was huge social and economic inequality. The population was growing really quickly, so there was unemployment, and there was an economic depression because the crown was crap at helping the growing debt. The crown was in charge of spending. Plus, there was a regressive tax system, which meant that the poor got taxed proportionally more of their earnings than the rich did. In a nutshell. It also became a religious fight as the Catholics were favoured by the crown and they were like, so they were like tiers um, and they were like top tier and the Protestants were like bottom tier peasants. So the Protestants were obviously pretty mad. By 1793, there had been a bunch of killings and battles between basically crown and people and the French people had had enough and sent King Louis and Marie Antoinette to the guillotine. Then there was a reign of terror where the revolters were killing the non-revolters. It got really messy. You didn't even have to have proof. You just killed everyone. And all in all, the all in all, the revolution lasted ten years, six months, and four days, and over sixteen and a half thousand people have been executed. Damn. Yeah. Big fight. Huge. Some might say. So you can see why Louis and Marie had to flee in the first place. And yes, she is the one famously misquoted as, let them eat cake. I'm just, I'm going to put an end to the rumor here. It is, let them eat brioche, which is like a sweet bread. So she she basically said, let them eat bread. But brioche was super expensive and like high quality. So she just didn't have a clue what was going on. Anyway, this is why you might feel a ghostly presence in the bedroom. You also might it's feel- the ghost of the bread. Ooh, brioche. If anyone was going to haunt me, I would rather it be brioche. Oh, yeah. Midnight snack? Tasty. <laughs> you also might feel her presence, Marie Antoinette, not brioche, or the presence of King Louis in the reception area of the house, because this is where they were held captive right before their executions. It's so interesting. I would love to visit this place. You might feel cold spots, see a white mist, hear footsteps when no one's there, or see objects moving by themselves. Other famous spirits in the in the palace are Benjamin Franklin, who roams the palace from when he visited back in 1778, and Napoleon Bonaparte, who stayed here with his second wife. At least they're not alone. They've oh, always yeah. got someone to chat to. Also, they're all famous. They're all big money people. You know what I mean? I don't know if that matters when you're dead. I'm sorry, as if that's not going to matter to King Louis and Marie Antoinette. They're not going to hang about with a farmer, are they? I guess if you're forced to for the rest of your entire existence on the planet. I still don't think they would. They were extremely classist. That's fair enough. <laughs> they had an entire revolt it's about it. It's been so many years now, though. <laughs> the ghosts themselves aren't the creepiest part about the palace and gardens, though. Ooh. Which sounds like a lie, but bear with me. Mm, sounds like you're <clears> lying <throat> to me. The creepiest thing is a story told by two respectable English women. Was it us? It is. They're not respectable. <laughs> You're barely English. What? <laughs> Charlotte Anne Moberly and Eleanor Jourdain, who visited back in August 1901. They went for a little look around the historic area. They'd been on like a big trip. It was one of their stops. And as they were exploring the gardens, they realized they were lost, even though they had the guidebook. They both started to feel gloomy and tired and realised that the sunny day had become strangely fuzzy and dreamlike, and that nothing was casting a shadow from the objects around them. Hmm. 
As they continued to walk, they saw a woman shaking a white sheet out of a farmhouse window and saw an old-fashioned plough out front. Bit odd, but it could have just been staging to show what the estate had previously looked like when it was in working order. But it was when they turned to look at the other tourists that they got really freaked out. The other people were wearing old-fashioned clothing, with men wearing three-cornered hats, which had fallen out of style around a hundred years prior. Eleanor later said that the people around her were making her reminiscent of the wax figures from Madame Tussauds. One of the men stood out to them, because he was dressed like the others, but his face was pockmarked, as though he'd suffered from smallpox. Both of the women were repulsed by his appearance, and when Damn, they- okay. I know. <laughs> they said they felt bad about it, but they were freaked out. And when they turned away, they saw a lady sketching the surroundings while sat on the grass. She was wearing a summer dress and a white hat with fair hair showing from beneath. Again, her garments were old-fashioned. They then kept walking and sort of went sort of back around the estate and joined a, a group of visitors and everything seemed to return back to normal. Neither Charlotte nor Eleanor spoke to the other about what they thought they'd seen until a few weeks had passed. It was then that they realised they think they've seen the events from the 10th of August, 1792 which was just six weeks before the abolition of the French monarchy. The reason they thought it was then was because they believed the woman on the grass to be Marie Antoinette. Plus, some of the landmarks that they'd seen, for example, they crossed a bridge, they saw a kiosk, they were destroyed. They weren't there anymore. Mm -hmm. They went back to revisit the palace. They definitely weren't there, and they hadn't been since around that time. Before they got to that conclusion, though, Obviously, the women just thought they'd walked into, like, a party or an event that was themed like that, because why wouldn't you have a 1700s event at a palace? Mm -hmm. However, the palace confirmed that nothing was booked on this day. When they realised they'd entered kind of a time slip, the pair decided to document the occurrence in a book called An Adventure, published in 1911. And obviously, since then, critics don't believe the story... Most of them think they were lesbians together and they had a shared hallucination. Honestly, the, the, is that how it works? The, the critics were very specific and mentioned that they were gay for each other a lot. So I'm not sure, but what do you... When you're gay, you have this superpower where you can just slip through time at will. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So yeah, that is the Palace of Versailles. That sounds interesting. I would love to cover more on time slips. I've heard a few of those. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like, I wonder if that's a thing. It would be fun to explore. It would be fun to experience one like that. I don't want to experience a bad one. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That was a good story. Thank you. I'm sorry it was short. That's okay. But I still think it was interesting. I would still love to visit. Yeah. Well, apparently, it's absolutely gorgeous. I've never been, but I've been to like Paris and stuff, and that's gorgeous. So I highly doubt. A French palace isn't going to be. I went to Paris when I was 11, but it was for Disneyland, so I don't... <laughs> could tell you. Honestly, if we went back to Paris, you would just go for Disneyland, so... It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how scary do you think the palace is? Um, like a three. Yeah. Nothing seems to be going on. It's just kind of spooky. People are just hanging out, really. Yeah, I think if I experienced a time slip, though, I would probably freak out. Yeah. So maybe that is, you know, what's pushing it to be a three. <laughs> How dangerous? One. Yeah. It's not. It's not dangerous. No. But I don't want to give it a zero because it looks bad on the post. <laughs> <laughs> What's the likelihood that some weird stuff is going on in this palace? I would say a four. 
I feel like if if this place has housed all of these important people who have been through traumatic situations, mm-hmm. it would be completely logical if you believe in ghosts to think that they would be here. Also, I feel like a lot of those kind of people, like royalty or famous, they would be like, well, I'm entitled to stick around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Try telling a queen she's not supposed to be here. Just, yeah, just for the... Yeah. Also, they love a bit of fame, don't they? Yeah, that's you know what, what I, mean? I was thinking. That's, people are coming to your house it. to see Marie Antoinette's bed. And she's like, oh. And then she's like, oh my God, people are going to talk about me again. Still. Yeah, that's probably pretty iconic. Yeah. People talk about her anyway from the epic portrayal by Kirsten Dunst. Do you think <laughs> when we die, people will come and visit this podcast studio and say, wow? No, because we live in a block of flats. And I will... We live in a beautiful apartment building. <laughs> and I'll shake the desk and be like, wow. No, I think someone else will be living here. Oh, well, you know, we can think about it. <laughs> um, do you have any ideas? It's haunted. Tourism. That's kind of all I have. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about the time slip? I think... Do you it, think it's a big gay hallucination? I don't know if those things could be connected in any way. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I I don't think if... I don't... I mean... <laughs> they could have just hallucinated, but the chance of them hallucinating the same thing together... Well, that's why they brought the whole like lesbian relationship thing in. Well, because you get with someone doesn't mean that you see no, the same no, thing. No, trust me, I know. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, when you talk about being on the same wave with someone, yeah, and mass hallucinations do happen. So I kind of see what they were getting at, but they just missed the mark. Yeah, it, to me, it sounds like they were just like, we can't trust gay people. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's something I would like to explore more. I think it's definitely a possibility if they both had the same thing. To the, the specifics of seeing like the bridge and the same people and the same man and like it all seems very specific. Unless one person just was lying, but then what would be the point if they were discussing it together? Well, they both wrote down what they saw and showed each other. <clears throat> yeah, like that, because one that of feels them, unlikely. One of them didn't see the woman sketching, but one of them did. Right. You know what I mean? But they could have just been looking at different things i guess i don't know i feel like it's definitely a possibility Ballet. that's all i have okay great i enjoyed that thank you for telling me about yours thank you for telling me about yours um i like it when we do this it's wholesome it is yeah it's a sweet end we've all learned something nice to a horrible horrible episode this wasn't horrible i mean you were talking about a lunatic asylum where thirteen thousand people died if you like the podcast leave us a review if you don't don't and don't listen before bed listen before bed <laughs>